Good morning everybody, I'm John, I'm one of the leaders here at Proximity Church. I'm married to Emma and I've got three kids, uh, Hallie, Theo and Jude. And it's a real pleasure to be able to share with you um, this morning. Um, today I'm just going to share a couple of things that I've been challenged about personally over the last couple of months. Um, to, to give you a summary, that's going to be about continuously being filled with the Holy Spirit um, and seeking God's kingdom first. Uh, in everything, seeking his kingdom and his righteousness. Um, and so uh, over the last couple of months, it's been a bit strange, uh, COVID restrictions are still here, uh, but this summer we as a family have been able to get away a little bit. Um, Emma's mum, some of you will know, Jackie, she over the lockdown period uh, was able to move, she moved house to, to Mersey. And so over this summer we've been able to get to Mersey Island a couple of times. Um, and it's been really good fun to just get out with the kids, to spend time there with Jackie. And on one of these trips, Theodore was sitting in the back with his brother and sister, and he just turned to us and said, uh, oh, uh, mummy, daddy, um, who is stronger? Is it Jesus? Is it God? And I was thinking, I know what's coming next. And he said, oh, or is it, is it Santa? And me and Emma thought it was hilarious. We had a little chuckle to ourselves in the front car. Um, I answered him. I said, I, I think uh, God and Jesus probably picked this one, Theodore. Um, but I love what kids say. I love that there is like no pretense. They just say what is on their mind. They ask whatever questions they want to ask. It is brilliant. They give us some of the best laughs that we have ever had um, since having kids. But there was also a little bit of a challenge in what he said. Um, Father, Son, and I was expecting Holy Spirit, uh, but I felt a bit challenged about where I personally take the Holy Spirit for granted a little bit, where I personally forget about the Holy Spirit and put other things maybe as a priority. So I've been challenged to, to continuously try and ask God to fill me with his Holy Spirit, to be overflowing with his Holy Spirit, uh, to overflow from within me. Um, and if we are not full, because if we're not full of the Holy Spirit, how are we different? How am I different to anyone else? The Holy Spirit is transformative, it is miraculous, it is powerful, it can be scary, it renews, it sets free, it produces fruit. And if I'm not full of that, then what makes me different? I might know a few lyrics to a worship song, I might know a few scriptures, I might live my life a particular way, but the thing that makes me different is being full in, with the Holy Spirit. And the promise is there in the Bible, it says that um, I will pour out my spirit on all people. It says, ask, seek, knock, and it will be given to you. Um, your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. I hope that I'm still at the point of seeing visions and that I'm not at the point of dreaming dreams just yet, but I'm sure I am close either way. Um, so yeah, the challenge just to continuously be filled with the Holy Spirit is there. And then another thing that I've just been really challenged about over the last few months, and just seems to come back to me pretty much on a daily basis, is Matthew 6, verse 33, where it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And so this bit is part of what Jesus is saying on the Sermon of the Mount and preceding it, he's talking about worrying and other things that can distract us from seeking God's kingdom. Um, and so I've been challenged to almost daily just remind, remind myself of this and to seek first God's kingdom. 
And then we come to five by five. We've just, as a church, entered into a season of our calendar uh, where we join together five days a week for five consecutive weeks um, to pray for one hour or 45 minutes each night. Um, and this year we, we are looking at Acts and we are praying out of that. And so now we're looking at Acts, we're reading Acts as a group, as a community, and we're reading about a group of followers of Jesus um, who are full of the Spirit and who are seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness over everything else. And so that's pretty challenging and can be scary in parts or extremely nerve-wracking in parts as you see what that involves and what that means for us can be a little bit uncomfortable, I should say, but, but it is what I want. And sometimes I read it and it's so challenging and I see the, what that takes that I get a bit unsure, but I do still want it. And sometimes my prayer is, I, I want to want it more. So sometimes that is where I get to. Um, and it reminds me a little bit of my brother, Matt, he got married last year. Um, and in the build-up to that he had a stag do and we went down to uh, Torquay and in the stag do we went cliff jumping or rock jumping and he loves surfing and getting out into the sea so I thought that would be a really good opportunity just to do something a bit different and to, to push us out of our comfort zone a bit give us something to talk about as a group so we did that and uh, we went to Torquay we went to this lovely little cove and his friend um, organised the whole event he did that uh, he does that a little bit as a profession. And so we were given the little talk at the beginning about what to do, how to land in the water to avoid dislocated shoulders and kneecaps. And we were told horror stories to make sure that we listened up. We had helmets on and life jackets. And then we went and jumped off of rocks. And we started off at like a one metre high rock. And we jumped in, that was all fun. We then went up to two, three, four, five meters, and they were all really good fun. And then we got to about a 10 meter high rock off of the, the surface of the water. And I remember at that point being, feeling a little bit similar to how I'm explaining there in that I really wanted to do it. I was excited about doing it. It filled me with joy, the thought of doing it. But when I'm on the edge of that rock and I'm looking down, I was also a bit nervous and there was, I had to get over a point before I could jump in. Um, and so that is a little bit, I mean, I ended up jumping in, we all ended up jumping in. It was awesome, it was good fun, but it was also scary and nerve wracking and pushed us out of our comfort zone. And so that's sometimes how I feel when I'm reading these things in, in Acts. Um, but the command is there to seek first the kingdom of God, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And when you say to me, seek, the word association that comes into my, my head is, is hide, hide and seek. That's the first thing. That could just be because I've got kids and everything uh, is completely immersed in either kids TV, kids games, kids quotes that I'm sharing, but that's the era of life that I'm in. And so hide and seek is what comes to my mind. And when I play hide and seek with the kids, I do it in one of two ways. So sometimes, they want to play hide and seek and I think this is an awesome opportunity to have five minutes peace and quiet. So I start counting, I wait for them to go and hide and then I carry on with whatever I was doing because it is five minutes of peace and quiet and then when I hear them getting a little bit agitated, a little bit impatient, then I start just going and trying to look for them. And I'm not really all in. But the other way, sometimes 
I'm, I'm all in on this game. And what that involves is, is I am fully committed. I'm like flinging open curtains. I'm throwing up duvets. I'm going around, I'm on my knees, looking under beds. I'm on my tiptoes, looking in the high places. I'm tipping over washing baskets. And you can imagine how much Emma loves it when I'm fully committed to a game of, of hide and seek with the kids. But the point is, I'm active. And we are called to be active in seeking God's kingdom, in making God king. Because if we're seeking God's kingdom, we're looking to put God as king in that time. And so we are called to be active in doing that, not passive. The lady who was bleeding pushed through the crowd to make God king in her situation. And she got healing. There was a stepping into the land and battles to be fought that the Israelites had to go through um, in making God king in their situation, in their time. There was a wrestling Jacob had to go through for the blessing. And there was a crowd to be pushed through and a roof to be smashed through uh, for the paralyzed man to be healed. And he did that with his friends. He needed his friends for that. This is not a passive, reflective pondering, although it is important to do that. But this is action. This is seeking. This is a doing. Um, and Joyce, last week, as we were in uh, Five by Five, um, one of the things that she shared on when she was leading Tuesday night um, was, was just that she had been feeling challenged about our call as a people to be bold in our words, to be filled with the Spirit like Jesus was, um, and to speak life into each other's lives, into people's lives. And, and so we prayed for that on Tuesday night. We literally just prayed for each other to be full of the Spirit. Um, and it was an awesome time. And just in that last example of friends that lowered their paralyzed friend down in through a roof in front of Jesus, um, that is kind of what we're called to be. We're called to, to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can impact in each other, so we can put God as King in our community, in our situation, in our lives, and push each other to do the same and to overflow with his spirit into each other's lives. That was what, what Joyce was saying, that she was dependent on each of us and we were dependent on her being full of the Holy Spirit. So it's so important that we are continuously being full of the spirit and that we are seeking God's kingdom and seeking his righteousness. So how do we do this? Now, there's a million and one ways that we can, we can do that. Obviously, prayer and scripture is huge. If you read through some of the passages uh, from the Sermon on the Mount, um, you look and you see about loving uh, your enemies, about fasting, about what to do with your money, about looking after the needy. This is all seeking God's kingdom. And go. You, if we went round the room and we asked everybody, everybody would have loads of ways that we can do this. But just a couple of ways that we can do this this week and things that I've just been challenged about personally, um, I'm just going to share now. So one thing is, like I said earlier, we have just gone into five by five. I think immersing ourselves in prayer, immersing ourselves in the scripture and doing that together is an awesome way to ensure that we are seeking God's kingdom and that we are being filled with the spirit. So what I would just, challenges for today is to make time to pray uh, this week. Use five by five. It is there because we are looking to carve out time in our week as a community to pray together and to seek God's kingdom, seeking to make God king. Um, 
And so let's not get to the end of five by five and look back and think, oh, it was, it was good, but you know, we wasted it a bit. Or, you know, I turned up every night, but I looked at my phone quite a lot. I had the TV on in the background and let's really delve into five by five. Let's jump in two footed and immerse ourselves in the scripture that we're reading and in the prayers that we're praying. Um, and let's expect to be pushed out as we seek God's, God's kingdom. Um, then the other thing that, I was, that I've personally just been challenged about is not that first part of, of Matthew where he says about seeking God's kingdom and the bit before that about worrying and just you could pretty much place it with any distraction really. Um, but worry and stress um, comes to us all at all time and COVID era we're probably quite worried and stressed about a lot of things as well as the norm, normal things that we're stressed about. Um, I remember one person once said to me when I was in my late teens or early 20s, I remember saying, John, you, you take things in your stride and, and you're really laid back and nothing really phases you. And the first thing that came to my mind was, I'm not sure this person really knows me very well at all because I remember just thinking, if you were to ask Emma the same thing, she would say, John is one of the biggest warriors I've ever, ever come across. And it's true, I think if you're watching this right now, a, a good kind of judge as to how well you know me probably is if you think I'm a warrior or not. And the more you think I worry, you probably know me uh, well in that sense. It's directly correlated, I would say. Um, but I've been reading uh, Crazy Love by Francis Chan uh, recently. Um, and there's a bit in there that really jumped out at me. He said, worry implies that we don't quite trust that God is big enough powerful enough or loving enough to take care of what's happening in our lives. Stress says that the things we are involved in are important enough to merit our impatience, our lack of grace towards others, or our tight grip of control. Both worry and stress reek of arrogance. And I don't want uh, those things to get in the way of me seeking God's kingdom and seeking God. Um, and so that was a bit challenging. I remember uh, Kate and David did an awesome talk about uh, anxiety and worry. Uh, it was either last year or the year before and just practical ways of how to manage that. And I'd uh, say if you have a chance to either talk to them, I don't know if we've videoed it, but uh, definitely uh, look for those practical ways of dealing with it. But also there is just that that discussion and, and th that... Um, that challenge just to not allow those things to get in the way of seeking God's kingdom. Um, when me and Emma first got together, uh, some of you will have heard this story, but I, I wasn't very close to God at the time and Emma wasn't a Christian. She wasn't brought up in a, in a Christian household. Um, I remember I used to have a, a journal. People were praying for us at the time and I remember I started praying to God. And I remember I had a journal and I would write my deepest just most naked prayers uh, that I could could in that journal because it was only for me and God but it was good for me to read back over um, and I didn't know at the time um, and uh, I wasn't very bold so I wouldn't really pray with Emma but that didn't matter because God had other ideas and Emma had other ideas and she used to go through my bag when I ever, whenever I used to leave it uh, there and she used to read my journal and read the prayers that I was praying for her um, and so um, she would do that on a regular basis 
Um, and anyway, that's a bit of a side, but she was at the time, she was in insurance, in the insurance industry, and she was a new business exec. So what that basically meant, that she would travel around, she would network with people, she would take them out for dinner, they would have wine and a nice dinner and talk about um, the, the things that the prospective clients needed from the insurance world. And her, uh, she was charged with bringing in new business. Um, and one week, she had a big meeting up in Manchester and had a, a meal and a few glasses of wine. Um, and then she had to get the train home from Manchester, Manchester Piccadilly, all the way down to London. It was about a three hour journey. So what she thought was, what I'm gonna do is I am going to buy a Bible from WH Smith. This is the Bible that she bought from WH Smith. And on her three hour journey home, she was going to go through it and she was going to just read it and underline everything that was sexist, that was just, that proved that this was all rubbish. And then she was gonna come back and have a chat with me about just what this rubbish Bible was and what was I even thinking following it. And so she started doing that. And on that journey, there was a guy and he was working on the train. I don't know what his actual role was, but he was, he was working. And he saw Emma, and for some reason, he went up to her and he said, oh, um, what you need to do is you need to read uh, the Gospels and you need to read Acts. Now do that three times and then read the rest. And he even wrote that in the front of her Bible. He said, right, that's what you need to do and that's how you need to read the Bible. I don't know how he saw her and thought that she didn't know how to read the Bible. I don't know why he didn't just assume that she was a Christian, but he obviously felt prompted to speak to her about it. And so that's what she did. And then a few months later, um, she became a Christian. Uh, she had read the Bible and she had become captivated by the words of Jesus. And so we went out, I remember really clearly going out to, there was a Borders up in Lakeside, and we went out and bought her a Bible where all of Jesus' words were highlighted in red, because that was just what she needed. She was completely captivated by it and wanted a Bible with Jesus' words in red. And it was amazing, she then got baptized and the rest is history. Um, but I've often wanted to talk to that guy and find out exactly what was going on in his life at that time. Um, and whether he knows what, what a massive part he played in Emma's salvation. Um, I'm sure he had loads of things going on. I'm sure, well, he definitely was, he had work that day. Um, I'm sure he had his own concerns. I'm sure he had his own worries. Um, but he sought God's kingdom first on that train, train journey. He sought to make God king in that place at that time. And he succeeded. Um, I remember uh, Yimki in 5x5 recently uh, said, I wonder what Jesus would be like in today's day and age. Like, what would he do? Where would he be spending his time? What would he be doing? And she said, you know, I'm sure that he would be speaking boldly and taking opportunities. Um, and I think in, if you look at that, this guy nailed that on this occasion. Um, he sought God's kingdom first. And that's what I want to to do. I don't want to be sidetracked by the worries and the responsibilities um, of this, this world. I just want to seek God's kingdom first and all those things will be given to me. And then the last bit, would, I also want to just briefly touch on seeking his righteousness. It says, seek God, God's kingdom and seek his righteousness. If we are serious about seeking God's kingdom and seeking about making God king, 
that has to be the same in our own lives. This isn't just an external seeking. Um, we, we need to be putting him at the centre of our lives and seeking God's righteousness. Um, we need to be being honest with God. We need to be being honest with each other um, as a community. We need to be accountable. Um, we need to seek out God's correction. Don't avoid the refiner's fire. Um, we went through Romans as a house church over the last couple of months. And in chapter 5, there is that, that bit where it says, But we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character and character hope. Um, and some of the toughest times in life are the times that I look back at um, as the most formative uh, there are the times where scripture has been made most real to me and uh, the times where my prayer life has been most powerful and real and raw. And they weren't enjoyable times. I wouldn't even really want to go back there. But I also wouldn't change them. Now that I'm through them, I wouldn't change them and they are worth rejoicing because I'm in a different place now because of them. Um, Hallie was ill a couple of years ago. Uh, over Christmas and a lot of you guys prayed for her over that time and um, she had a pretty bad urine infection and she was being sick for I think it ended up being a, a couple of weeks and right over the Christmas period we started getting a bit worried about it. she ended up in A&E um, and I remember there was a three uh, day period where we'd been to A&E once and they said if this hasn't cleared up if she's still being sick um, and some other bits and pieces after three days uh, then bring her back in and that would have been New Year's Eve and I remember everybody prayed for her on the morning of New Year's Eve and then I remember the Johnnies came and laid hands on her uh, I think it was a few hours before we were getting ready to, to take her back to A&E and what the Johnnies did really represented what the whole community were doing at that time and I remember I think it was literally within the hour everything just turned around and so I look back at that time I would never want to go back there it was really quite worrying at the time um, but also I'm grateful for it because we're able to remind Hallie of that now of where people prayed for her and answered the prayer that they were praying and she got healed in that situation so that is you know something where we look back at and we're kind of grateful for um, and and that will stand Hallie in good stead because she's had that answer to prayer and she'll be able to look back at that. Also another thing is sometimes things are just really challenging aren't they? Sometimes all we can pray is just the simplest of prayers and I just want to encourage you that, that that's okay that's that's fine it says in Romans again we have a spirit that helps us in our weaknesses we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will and I love that bit because sometimes all I can really pray is Amen. God, I know that God, that the Spirit is interceding for me with groans that words cannot express. And he knows my heart. He knows everything that I need. So to know that the Spirit is interceding for me, sometimes all I have to do is just say, ah, oh, thank you and Amen. I'll, I'll take that. And, and that isn't a bad place to be. Um, and so I don't know where you are at at the moment. I don't know whether you uh, have already jumped off that 10 metre high rock and are really going all out and seeking God's kingdom. If it is, great. 
awesome. Amen, carry on and pull us along with you. If you might be at the top of that 10 meter high rock and you might just be looking over and wanting to, but also a little bit nervous about it, just be encouraged, go, jump all in, seek God's kingdom first above all else at this time. Or you might not be even seeking God at this time. You may never have seeked God uh, or God's kingdom at this time. And if that is you, I just want to encourage you and say, start seeking God's kingdom. Because ultimately, to seek God's kingdom and to be full of the Holy Spirit is what you were created for. And that is where you get life to the full.